The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head on over to Sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app to your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to... The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 148. We're inching ever so close to the um, 150 episode mark, which is going to be quite a celebration. My co-host is actually having a big party at his house for all of our listeners. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you um, I'll get you all his, his info uh, after another episode. But yeah, we're going to have a big bash for episode 150. But uh, we're a couple episodes away, 148 right now. Um, who are we going to give this one out to? Um, I had it in my head who I wanted to give it out to, and now I am forgetting who I wanted to dedicate this episode to. Oh, I remember. I was going to dedicate it to all, all our Mexican listeners. Hola, amigos. Um, we are the number nine ranked wrestling podcast in Mexico. Um, so for now on, nothing about Lucha Libre talk on here, uh, because apparently, you know, Apple thinks we're a wrestling podcast and the Mexicans do like us. So um, let's try to climb to the top of the charts. Anyhow, gracias, amigos, in Mexico. That's pretty much it for my Spanish. I got a D in Spanish in university, and uh, that's all I remember at this point. Who am I rambling on in Spanish or broken Spanish, Spanglish? Um, I would be, I have a new nickname given to me by a, a avid listener of ours. I am Jeff Chalks Fox. Why Chalks? Because I am a chalky gambler. Um, I often go, go with the chalk, and hey, as this listener said, and as as I say, it pays off because um, I had had a good weekend, as did my less chalky co-host um, who likes to take wild home run swings at underdogs. He had a technically even better weekend, money-wise at least. But let's let's bring him in and we'll uh, get down to this. I, I mean, I may be known as Chalks, but in the SGPN Slack channel, this man is now known as Gumby <laughs> Gumby God, and this is capital G God, so not a God, the God. He is the God. Gumby, God. Yeah, um, I knew. Mean, I knew. I knew you're, oh, I'm. I'm just gonna jump in because I'm Gumby God. Ahead. His name's uh, Daniel Vreeland. <laughs> Gumby God. Go ahead. Oh, we didn't. I. I didn't actually need the my birth name since I've right, now fine. been. I've been anointed. Uh, but uh, I. I knew you were gonna see that in the Slack and just be like, that's. That's just my entire intro today. But uh, exactly. Yeah. Sh- shout out to the people in the Slack who were making, uh, crazy good picks. Uh, loads of money. Weekend. Yeah, I mean, there was, um, I popped in there, the, the one that got me <laughs> deemed Gumby God, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I popped in there to, to brag that I just found a plus 350 money, lo- or a plus 350 prop that I really liked, uh, and everybody was like, oh yeah, we like that prop too, and they went to go get it, and every single person in that Slack channel found a way better line than I did. There were like yes. plus, plus 425s, plus 500s, I was like, oh Apparently, I didn't shop around enough. Uh, and then one fight later, which we'll also talk about, uh, 
somebody in the Slack pointed out that there was a plus 800 prop that they were into. Uh, and I found it at 650, much more pathetic. Uh, but uh, both of those hit. So wow. if you were chilling in the SGPN fights channel of the Slack, uh, you were absolutely killing it this week. Uh, because this was, uh, it turned out to be a really exciting card. At least yeah. I, I thought so. Not just in terms of like, there being finishes, but there being like a couple of fights that were like back and forth a little bit and, you know, some, I wouldn't say weird decisions, but like, you know, decisions that made you wonder like what's about to come. There were guys losing who landed big punches or submissions and pulled it out. It, it was a, it was a good one. Yeah. I only got to see bits and pieces. Unfortunately, it was, uh, it wasn't on TSN up here in Canada. It was, there's a few, um, a few events a year that TSN does not have um, the rights to for some reason. And I was up North where no, with no Wi-Fi, So it's not like I could stream a bunch of it. I, I saw most of the fights, but a few I missed, like including the um, one that was uh, a split decision that it, it went on our, uh, our side. So I don't think I'm going to, uh, I don't think we're going to complain too much about uh, how the decision went, but um, I didn't get to see that controversial fight either. So, Hey, what can you do? But, Gumby God saw everything because God sees everything, right? <laughs> That's right. My my Can all be... know my all knowing eye. <laughs> yes. Can I be Jesus Jeff if you're Gumby God? Like, <laughs> does that work? Well, yeah. I, I guess I can't really give myself that name. It has to has to be the listener. So, Gumby God and Gumby God and Jesus Jeff work. <laughs> <laughs> we should just change the show name to that. Gumby, Gumby God, God and Jesus, Jesus Jeff, Jeff show. talk about punching people in the face. Yes, exactly. It's a little long. We can workshop it. It's a little long. Yeah, we can we workshop will. it. All right, let's let's crack crackalack into into all the fun after I tell you about win, of course, because we love to win around here. Even though this one's spelled different, we still love it just the same. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet fifty dollars, win two hundred dollars promotion, where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. Listen to this, everyone. This is this is bold. This part, so obviously it's important. Ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet five hundred dollars plus on sports or casino before July thirty first of this year. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Boy, you, you would never, ever um, let the rest of your league live that down if you won that for them. Multiple entries are allowed, so you definitely want to do that. Plus, here's another thing. This, this one's bold as well. Party with DJ Diesel. All users can bet $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel performance. Do you know who DJ Diesel is, Dan? It's got to be Shaquille O'Neal, right? It is Shaquille yeah, O'Neal. Yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's the big Diesel or the big he Shamrock is. or the big Cactus or the big Philosopher. A lot, <laughs> a lot of things. See, it wasn't before dance time. So DJ Diesel performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. I guess he makes him call himself DJ Diesel when uh, when he's, he's in that mode. He's not Shaquille O'Neal. You get to meet DJ Diesel, not Shaq Attack. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet. This W-Y-N-N-B-E-T is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. All the SGPN guys do. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points of basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. 
If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Dan, picks, go. Sleeper picks, go. Oh, well, I hang on. Not, well, I should have seen it coming. I should have seen it coming, but uh, this time I didn't. So let me. It says least... you only need one. You usually give us multiple. If you only I, want to, I give usually I'm a I'm a two guy. I, I like parlays. I'm a parlay right. guy. Um, so let me see who's who's playing on Monday in baseball. Uh, Monday night we got the Angels and the Red Sox. Uh, Syndergaard is absolute trash right now and he'll be pitching uh so i will take uh devers uh i'll take the over on homers devers is gonna go yard on monday and i'll take uh the over on trevor story hits he's he's cooled off a little bit but i think he gets uh he gets two against Syndergaard. all right there you go we don't keep track of these picks here but all right there you go um, did, dude. If you did, I bet you they'd be good, though. Oh, I bet you they'd be amazing. All right, so you got those. I didn't pay attention to them. I heard Devers, and then I, I zoned out. Because I was looking at the SGPN MMA Twitter account to see what Gumby has been up to there. So make sure you subscribe to that as well. But back to Sleeper. All right, here's what you got to do, y'all. On your mobile phone, join a listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. P, terms, conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Are you having fun with the SGPN MMA Twitter account, Mr. Vreeland? I am. I am. People should go follow that because uh, there's going to be fun graphics and uh, sharing highlights. And somebody pointed out, you know, we, we constantly talk about how I have the inside track and in, in video clips of, you know, random ass fights in, uh, in Alaska yep. and whatnot. You're you're gonna see some there. So uh, and including, I'm pretty sure I shared a video earlier last week of uh, a two-on-one fight in. I, I, love I, have, I have no idea where it was, but it was like two untrained. It looked like two untrained teenage boys fighting a female MMA, like female professional fighter, and yeah. they were trying to like they were trying to flank her from the sides. Uh, it was one of the most ridiculous things I've seen. And then she just turned to just like one touch KO'd one of them and then like stared down the other. It was pretty good. <laughs> there you go. That's what, probably some gruesome injuries too. Dan, uh, Dan likes his, his gruesome injuries. So, um, yeah, we doubled, we doubled the followers, I think since we recorded last Dan. So it's, it's what all the cool kids are doing. So make sure you get in there. So, all right. Um, yes. The event last night, going to lean more on Gumby than I normally do for these things. But like I said, I think I saw most of the important things. I know, obviously, all the results at this point. I know we both went 11-3, and, and, and we're both up money. So let's crack right into it. Main event, got the right winner, did not get the method of victory uh, quite right. We didn't see this one really coming. Alexander Volkov, TKO punches, 2-12 into the first round. Um, some people say, well, Herb Dean was involved, so people are going to complain about the stoppage. This time they claim he was, he was too early, but... I well, maybe I'm biased because we, like I said, we were in on Volkov, but I didn't really have a, a, an issue with the stoppage. But anyone who complains about like fighters complain about early stoppages and that they're okay, they're only okay because the ref stopped the fight. Basically, if the ref didn't stop the fight, they would have ate a few more punches and they wouldn't have been okay. That's usually my take on these things. So, I'm not sure if Gumby has the same take here, but nonetheless, Volkov won the battle of the gatekeepers, as Spencer Kite called it. 
I believe. And uh, he gets to remain the top 10 gatekeeper for UFC heavyweight division. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the stoppage. I have no problem with it. Rosenstrick was getting blasted. Especially um, heavyweights. Yeah, and like, was he separated from consciousness? No, but like sort of the idea of a, a TKO is that like not everybody needs to be separated from consciousness <laughs> right. in order to right. lose the fight. So like, uh, yeah, I was fine with it. What What's really interesting to me about this fight is you mentioned, you know, like we didn't necessarily get the method right. We thought... Volkov was just going to kind of pick and prod from the outside. And I actually think he wanted to, uh, yeah. in the, the limited amount I saw, like, I, I think that's what he wanted, but Rosenstreich came in a very different Rosenstreich in this fight. He, yep. he, he like put the pedal to the metal and, and I know it's like wild to say this in a fight, you know, that only lasted two minutes and 12 seconds, but like, I have higher hopes for Rosenstrike after that fight than I did hit either of his previous losses. Two straight losses now for him. Uh, one win in his last four, two wins in his last six. So things aren't going so swimmingly for him. But yeah, he usually he is the guy who wants to fight a distance. Maybe he realized he's not going to be able to do that with a giant uh, across the cage from him. Um, but I believe you you said, you asked me the question on the podcast, Volkov isn't going to be able to knock him out, is he? And I said, no, I don't think so. But, I'm, but I, I, I'm pretty I, sure that came out of your mouth. I I hundred percent said that because basically <laughs> I hundred percent said no. I basically what I thought was it's not that he couldn't, but just that like the opportunity and the necessity would never present itself, right? Because Rosenstrike would just fight from distance or you know, pick apart and you know, look for his big shot late in the fight. But he didn't. He like rushed him. He he tried to just like get in the pocket and just throw wildly. Um, and Volkov, by necessity, had to either, you know, shell up or throw back. And he threw back and is the sharper, more technical striker, which is, you know, part of the reason why we picked him is because, you know, even if this kind of fight did devolve, like he, he's a better fighter in these kinds of fights. So, uh, yeah, in, interesting that it, it played out the way it did. But, yeah, Volkov continues to be, you know... <sighs> I, the UFC's got him ranked at seven right now. There's no reason to move him up. Like he fits really well at seven, uh, yeah. and he probably will for the foreseeable future. Uh, the former Bellator champ is probably not a future UFC champ, but he's gonna keep giving guys like you know Rosenstroik or you know wh whoever else is below him in the rankings a tough time. Yeah, he actually rankings that I I do performance based rankings over on moneymma.substack.com and he is moved up to 7. So I'm right on track with with what the UFC thinks. Um he swapped losses and wins over his last four, so I think that's like he's like perfect gatekeeper uh territory is where and he's that, at. And that first six is is like pretty obvious, right? Like it's yep. it's you know like Gain, tweet off the blades Aspinall Lewis. Yeah, and in, in, in your performance bits rankings won't have Stipe up there because he's been right, inactive yeah, he for fun. so long. Yeah. But like it, it's if you take Niganu and make him the champ and then you look at the rankings right. of the UFC, just you know, plug Stipe into one of those yeah. numbers too, and it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, so like you know, there's nowhere for him to go up right now because you know, he lost to Aspinall, he lost to Lewis. Did he lose to Curtis Blades? Am I remembering that he lost to Curtis Blades at some point in time? Do I just well, believe I'm, that everybody has always check. lost to Curtis Blades? Whoa. Do you know Alexander yeah, Volkov's he, he, middle name, by the way, now that I look this up? 
Um, I Yevgenievich. don't. Yevgenievich. He did. He um, did lose, he did lose to, to. He did lose to Curtis Blades. So like, he's your just intern like, is faster than my intern. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. It's it's that fast <laughs> internet out in the sticks that I got. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So he's just like lost to all the guys in front of him. So like, you know, win over the guy right behind him kind of leaves him in a no man's land. Yep. Yep. Well, he's, he's making good money and um, yeah, it doesn't look like any reason for him to go away any, anytime soon. What are we going to do about Rosenstrike? Is he going to be the gatekeeper for like the top 15? If Volkov's the gatekeeper for the top, well, Volkov could be the gatekeeper for the top six or so. And what Rosenstrike's the gatekeeper for the top 10, top 15. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think this loss probably puts Rosenstrike in the position where he's going to have to fight somebody um outside of the top 15 or somebody looking to make like a big push up the division like i know um you know uh, and i'm not saying this is the match to make right now but like jelton almeida just booked a fight with shamil durkahimov who's number yep. 12 in the division should he win that fight like rosenstrike would be a great move right like it's you a, like jelton at you like the fact he's staying at heavyweight um i don't I, I don't yeah. at all, actually. There's no uh, reason to go to heavyweight if you can if you can do light heavyweight. Why well, go to heavyweight? But maybe well, it's, it's the easier path. Maybe he's it, tired of weight cutting. It probably is the easier path, at least at the level he's currently at. Yeah. But I would say at the top, I think like if you're like a 235 heavyweight, and, and we kind of saw this with Chris Dawkins, right? There, there's like a ceiling there. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say you can't be a 235 heavyweight and find a way to overcome that all, but like. It, it feels like his body is better built for light heavyweight and he could be like a dominant light heavyweight champion and like not have to worry about being outsized. In fact, he's like bigger than most of the light heavyweights, right? Like he's bigger than Yuri Prohoshka or, or Glover Teixeira, who we'll be talking about later this week. But like, you know, he's he's going to be a lot smaller than Surreal Gain or Curtis Blades or I mean, like he might he'd be taller than Curtis Blades, but he's going to be like not a huge physical advantage like he's got in other ones. So, yeah, I mean, like, ultimately, you're right. It probably became a question of, like, what's going to happen to him weight cutting. So I don't like him at heavyweight. But I will say, if he's going to stay at heavyweight, you know, and gets through Abdurakahimov, somebody like Rosenstrike makes a lot of sense. You could also give Rosenstrike to somebody like, uh, you know, Alexander uh, Romanov is another guy who could use. Another one of our favorites. Yeah, who, who could use a big step up. But, like, that's what he's going to be relegated to, like. Yep. fringe top 15 guys or guys just barely in the top 15 and who who need that big step up in a name value guy who's main evented multiple cards. I was hoping we were turning into a gelatin on made a podcast, but you, you brought it all back to uh, Jarzinho. So too always, bring, Maybe someday, always right? bring it back to Jarzinho. Always bring it back to the thick boy. T H I C C. All right. So we hit that one. We wait a minute. I was going to say we hit the next one, but no, because Dan likes to make silly Swings for the fans. He's dying to get his fourth person on the Mount Rushmore of underdog picks, but uh, it was not Dan Ige last night um, or afternoon, depending on where you were. Monster Avalav, minus 400. My pick came through. Won me a cool 25 bucks for my $100 bet. Um, that's $125 more than Dan got out of this one, though, because he had Dan Ige. Um, kind of a yawn, 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 yawn fight. 30 26, 30 27, 30 27. Avalav, Ev. They were saying his name a little different, though. They were saying Evloyev. Evloyev, right. Anyhow, we'll say it anywhere, any way we want it here. But anyhow, um, 
he he does what he does. I guess that's basically what he what he brings to every fight, pretty much. Well, I, I'll say that, but you know, it, it was yawn yawn in that like it didn't <laughs> seem like Danny Gay could get anything going. Yeah, uh, he he did do a really good job of of stuffing takedowns uh, late first, early second round which is kind of what I thought he'd be able to do. But then, like, I think he got stung a couple of times on the feet and tired out a little bit. But that's that's what I was going to say is, like, the interesting part of this is, like, Evloyev showed that he has improved striking. He he looked like he had figured out, you know, like he had that jump knee that he landed twice. Right, right, right. Um, You know, like it looked like his striking was better overall. So, I, you know, like, that's a... That's a really exciting development in a guy who, when we broke down this fight, we're like, he wrestles, but not much else. And then, like, he he did much else. So it, it seems like he's really developed here or, or getting quite a bit better. So um, that that's exciting. And it leaves so many good matchups for him at featherweight, too. There you go. That is the positive Gumby. Always the angel on the shoulder. Well, I'm the devil saying it was boring. But, yes, um, I'm just happy I, I hit this one. But um, didn't. Um, get me as much money as the next one did for Mr. Vreeland. He had Lucas Almeida, who looked very good against Michael Trezano, who looked like Michael Trezano. Um, in their featherweight fight, the last two were featherweights. Um, Almeida, TKO punches, third round, 55 seconds in. Um, he Both guys actually rocked each other, uh, dropped each other at various points. Um, Trezano got destroyed by a... a inadvertent um, headbutt, which split him open pretty bad, but... Um, I don't know if that really had a much of a uh, much of a say on the outcome here. Oh, like I said, Almeida got the job done, and this was a fight of the night. So both men are fifty grand richer in their pockets. Yeah, Almeida looked great. Um, he sure did. Like, like he was so excited. It, it like it solidified why the UFC wanted to bring him back after losing on Contender Series and just going to get one more win. Is like yeah. he 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 throws with a lot of intention. Does his defense leave a little bit to be desired? Yes, but that's kind of why I liked him over Trezano, a guy who's not particularly offensive in the first place. Um, this is the one, by the way, that in the Slack, somebody posted uh, Lucas Almeida plus 800 uh, TKO uh, prop, which Ooh, is... And they yeah, hit it? Yeah. yeah you like, hit it too? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, wow. plus six. That was Get, the one I got, plus 650. Right. So, Get in the Slack, um, people. And you still showed up for work today. Wow, I'm impressed. I still showed up for work today uh, because I got to brag about it and and make mm, sure true. that you call me Gumby God for the rest of the Gumby trip. God. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, Almeida looked really good. Um, it's another one of those guys off the Contender Series who, I mean, like, is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm not quite sure what his ceiling is. But uh, yeah, that, and speaking of Contender Series, let's... You could transition right to this next one because that one's other guy also got a sweet prop in it. Yep. We got contender series coming up again very, very soon. Um another person off of last season's contender series. I a very wise man uh, says this week on uh UFC on the line on UFC Fight Pass. Make sure you watch that because a very wise man mentioned how last season's contender series may be the most talent rich season we've ever had when all is said and done. Do you agree with that statement that this very wise bearded man said? I agree with you, but here's my question. Me? I didn't say it was me. Here, here, here's the question I have for you, yes. though. Could that possibly be because they signed everybody? Like, if you took <laughs> the, true. if you took the, <laughs> remember the starting of the, remember the first starting intro, the first few weeks, it was ridiculous. They it signed was everybody. So, it was so fucking frustrating that not <laughs> only did they sign everybody, they also signed somebody who'd lost. Um, yes. 
But like if if you took the aggregate average of like skill level on every season of the contender series, I agree with you. Uh or I I disagree with you. I think it was an average season. Okay. Um but if you take the cream of the crop, I think the cream of the crop is better than the cream of the crop in most other seasons. There you go. Um the only one I would say I would possibly argue with you on um is uh season 1 of the contender series. Season 1 of the contender series, dude. Had so many good contract winners. Listen to the people who came off of season one. Jeff Neal, like, was how undefeated for how long in the UFC? Sean O'Malley, Grant Dawson, like all of those dudes came off the first season. Alex Perez, fucking title challenger. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, might there be more good ones off of season five? Perhaps, but they also signed seven thousand people, (laughs) including. This is a segue. Kareen Silva, who killer Kareen came through women's flyweight submission, Darce choke 455 into the first round. She, she looked fantastic. Minus 120, we got her for her, which looked like a steal. Almeida plus 195, by the way. That was not a plus 195 fighter um, yesterday. Um, but yeah, back to killer Kareen. We both had her. And this is one that Dan, uh, Gumby told everyone to get in on the submission um, prop. And this is what got him elevated to a god. Or sorry, the God. So um, yeah, she, she uh, she's got to be on the Mount Rushmore of maybe not. She wasn't underdog, but she's got to. We got to give her props for something here, Dan. Yeah, plus God, three, I mean, plus three fifty was the uh, the plebeian line I got. Uh, whereas <laughs> yes. everybody everybody else got a plus four twenty five or plus five hundred line or whatever it was. Uh, they must like, be using Winbet, dude. I <laughs> nice segue. Well done. Yes. Uh, I also flirted with the idea of taking her with a first round sub, uh, which I, I was just sitting there looking at the line and it was plus 1800 and I just should have. Yeah, I just should have done done it, but I didn't. Uh, I played it a little too safe. I played it too safe and bet plus 350. Like, come yeah. on. Like, that's that's fantastic. Uh, What's the amount of money you put on stuff, too. That's a, that's a big score. Yeah, right. Because that's probably like uh, your mortgage you put on, right? Yeah, two, uh, both both of the mortgages on both of the houses. I, <laughs> <laughs> two out of the three houses I own, right? Oh, um, no. With that being said, Kareem Silva in this work, we're, we're going to break one down Wednesday and I'm going to say the exact same thing I am right now. You've got somebody losing by submissions regularly. Yeah. You got somebody who locks in quick submissions. Why are you not betting that person to win by submission? Like, even a little bit, just put a little bit on it. You don't have to make yeah, a massive bet on it. Cause at, it's at plus, an awesome plus, line. Plus 400 plus like, she, like Botelho had already lost by submission somewhat recently. Um, and, and granted, you know, to, to Cynthia Kelvio, which I guess, you know, Kelvio is a good submission artist, but like, she looks out of her element on the ground. She got out grappled a little bit by Luana Carolina. Like, obviously Kareem Silva, who just slaps on fast submissions is going to get one. So, uh, yeah, like it, it's silly to leave that one there. And I'll say Wednesday, there is going to be another one like that. So make sure you tune in. A pizza bet, as the as the boys like to say in the SGPN Slack. So just throw some pizza money down on it. Um, so yeah, that one came through um, for us. As did the next one, 
Ode, 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 as as our Twitter feed says. Ode, Osborne. Ode, 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 Ode. I know, I said it wrong. <laughs> he, he came through. You're not a soccer uh, guy, huh? <laughs> no, not really, but um, FIFA's fun to play. I'll give you that, but I don't get to play anymore because uh, my son doesn't like to lose, so we haven't played that for quite a while because dad got good at FIFA all of a sudden, and so now we don't play FIFA anymore. So anyhow, um, yeah, Ode came through. Knockout, punches, Zuruk Adashev. 101 into the first round. This one did play out the way we expected to play out. Ode uses eight inch reach advantage and the fact that he's far more active striking on the feet. So all my numbers that I like to lean on actually came through uh, here and uh, the fight played out exactly as we were hoping it would. Yeah. And I will just say this. I, along with a lot of other people had written off Ode Osborne uh, after his first, I think it was after his first three UFC fights, he was uh, one and two. He was one and two. Yeah. With losses to, at the end of the day, they were losses to Brian Kelleher and Manel Cap, uh, yep. which are and Cap and Miss Wade. So you know, like at the end of the day, not bad losses in retrospect, but like those two losses forced him to move to Syndicate MMA. He's now working yep. with John Wood, and a guy with that kind of length who's now figuring out his boxing and has a. I, I don't think enough people know this has a wrestling background. Ode Osborne was a college level wrestler. Like, so a guy who comes from a wrestling background has insane length and is now working with a top level striking coach to make use use of that length. I, I mean, like, I, I think he's got a much higher ceiling than we originally had thought at flyweight. Yep. The fact he used to fight, he, he has fought short notice at featherweight means he's probably walking around at, um, quite heavier than 125 pounds. So the fact that someone that size and, and with his skill um, is that featherweight could, uh, sorry, excuse me, flyweight could, could, um, couldn't do something actually in this. In this we're not talking about the deepest the division. It's getting deeper though. Um, it's far deeper than, than it was a few years ago. Um, but we're going to talk about it later on too. There you go. Um, plus he's not wasting his time uh, teaching kids anymore. Cause you know, who wants to be a teacher, right? What a horrible profession. <laughs> horrible yeah, he, wasting his true. time being a teacher so um yeah he is a full-time fighter now because um not every ufc fighter actually does this for a living that's that's the thing that ufc you think the ufc would be embarrassed by that but nonetheless um we hit that one minus 180 i hit the next one dan missed it uh, alonzo menifield even though dan made me feel nervous about this one uh there was no need to be nervous alonzo menifield one tko elbows 440 into the first round i did I see this one? I don't think I saw this one over Oscar Mazharov. Do, your fa- I th- I th- do yourself a favor. Don't watch this. Okay, good. I think that's the name. He, I think that's the name he went by um, in this fight. But anything to tell us about this one? I mean, it, it's funny that you said beforehand. Like, does the UFC have to let this guy go for his record fraud? And I was yeah. like, no, because you know, like, it didn't. You said he's it, super fast and he's athletic and all this jazz. Dude, he is super fast and athletic. You want to know the thing is though, and if you didn't watch it, you have no way of knowing this, but. I grossly, I grossly uh, underestimated how bad his wrestling defense is. Yeah. Like, he's just, and he's not, he doesn't throw good hands. He just throws wild hands. Yeah, yeah. He's like a less polished version of Marcin Procneo, which okay. is, which is the the, <laughs> the, hard, the hardest sentence I've ever had to say, but like, he, a poor just, man's Marcin Prochnia. He's the poor man's Marcin <laughs> Prochnia. Oh my god! There's gosh. a title for the episode right there. That's not even fair. Hasn't Prochnia won a couple in a row? Uh, yeah, Prochnia's doing all right. 
I just remember him getting absolutely. Didn't he get starched by uh, Sam Elvey? Am I wrong about that? Like, is he mm. Sam Elvey's last win or some shit? He did. Maybe. But yeah, he, he, he did. He got, knocked, he got knocked, knocked out by Sam. He got knocked out by Sam Elvey to kick off his UFC career. Um, but he did beat Khalil Roundtree and Ike Villanueva. Uh, anyway, uh, this isn't a Martin Procneo podcast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, dude, his, his wrestling defense is just non existent. Uh, is he a chunky guy, by the way? Procneo or, or Motarab? No, uh, I, I didn't get to see a good look at his body. I thought, is, is this a, a chunky he, guy? He is a guy very clearly cycling off of steroids. Uh, oh, wow. Really? Yeah. He really? said he had, This is he, Dan he Gumby Vreeland saying this. Uh, I mean, like I can say, he he said in his pre-fight interview he had a dust up with with Usada, oh, okay. and it was a misunderstanding, and that was part of why it took him so long to make his his debut. And he it wasn't came him; in, it was that other name he went by. It wasn't he him. came in looking way less ripped than he's ever looked in his whole career. Weird. So I was like, weird. yeah, it's, it's weird that you look like that now. Um, that being said, like he got at one point in time, he like posted on uh, Alonso Menafield's throat and and got himself up. And once he was on his feet, he threw some hands and I was like, oh, this is it. He's going to hit that knockout. And then he was back on the floor again. So, yeah. um, you know, you get the crucifix finish, which is always like one of the most anticlimactic finishes of all time. Um, but like good on Menafield for doing what he should do. He wrestled and pretty much exclusively wrestled. Originally, I told you, like, I don't think Mozarov is fireable material because he didn't make the UFC look bad with his record fraud because like he did it before the UFC and it was in his early days and the UFC can just blame the record. But like with all the attention that was brought to it yeah. and how bad he looked in the cage combined, yeah. I think he's done. I think you never see him again. Well, Dan's firing people again. Usually it, it tends to happen. I, I think we're going to have someone else getting fired soon too, coming up on this episode. I, I think I remember someone losing. I'm thinking, okay, that guy's gone. So, all right, Dan, Dan laid down the first hammer on someone. So, um, I think there's two. I think there's two more. I'm I'm ready to see fired. Oh, I remember who I'm thinking about. Okay, yes, um, Botello maybe too, right? She lost. She lost a few in a row too, hasn't she? Where do you went? Mm, or is she not? I thought well, she, she she's been gone for a while. And did she just win one? With, oh no, that's that's four out of five. You're right. It's probably her too. All right, we're firing you. Yeah, she's lost three straight. Yikes! Yikes! And her only and she's three and four in the UFC, and all three wins are to yeah. people who've already been fired. <laughs> yes not a good look as the kids say so that concluded the main card all the bonuses went on the main card which you don't you, you don't really like to see that you like to see some people lower down because on the fight card get bonuses because usually they're the people who are uh not paid quite as well but regardless lucas almeida versus michael Trezano, fight of the night performers of the night kareen killer kareen silva and ode osborne any issues with any of those when no, and and actually to to buck what you were just saying is I actually love that those three or four people won because you said usually the people on the, the top portion of the card are making more money. These are not like eight or nine no. fight veterans in the UFC. Lucas Almeida, debut. He's probably making 12 and 12 at best. Yep. Kareem Silva, off a contender series. She's making 10 and 10. 10 and 10. <laughs> um, in Ode Osborne, it's his fifth fight in the UFC. Uh, you know, trezano has got to be around five fights in the UFC too, right? Or somewhere yeah. in that range. Um, maybe that, that looks like that was his sixth fight in the UFC. So like, e even those two are not making a ton of money. It's not like we saw it go to somebody who's like, you know, I, I would have been bummed if somebody like, you know, Ige or Evloev or, you know, they gave it a Volkov or something like that. Like th that would have been unnecessary. 
And speaking, Dan knows all these payouts because he, he reads moneymma.substack.com. So just thought I'd throw that out there. So, um, yeah, so the main card, I got one wrong. Dan got two wrong, but Dan hit a plus 195 dog. So that's that's why it turns you into a god around here. I may be consistent, but but Dan's the one. Dan's the strikeout or home run. He, he's the, the, a true two-outcome player here, Dan. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'll be the uh, I'll be the Adam Duvall of this podcast. Oh, listen, I never thought we'd hear that name, did you, Adam Duvall? All right, um, we're gonna move on, but I'm gonna tell you about Athletic Greens, of course. Wonder if Adam Duvall uses Athletic Greens to hit, hit those balls over the fence. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins. Or as Malcolm on the on the MLB podcast says, vitamins. 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 Yes. <laughs> I heard that too. He is amazing. I love I love Malcolm Bamford. Dude, should, I, everyone should listen to the MLB uh, gambling podcast. I've been all over the MLB gambling podcast recently. Listen, listen yeah. to the hell out of that show. It's good whether they've got a guest on. It's good yep. whether or not they've rotated hosts. It's good all the time. It is very true. Anyhow, um, this is not an MLB gambling podcast podcast, though. Um, <laughs> right now, this is a athletic green. So what I'm telling you, oh, yeah, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. And, it, and listen to this part. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, this is capitalized, so it's, I think that means it's they're not lying, free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and that's capitalized as well, and five free, once again, capitalized, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Am I supposed to yell when it's capitalized? Like like Yanni the Greek? That's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Free! Anyhow. Yeah. My new friend, Yanni the Greek. Everyone watched the show this week uh, on UFC Fight Pass, and you'll see. Yanni I've, went against I've, me on one of my picks, so I've got a, he's I've dead got to me now. I've, pre, I've pre-screened. Uh, yeah, Dan, is, uh, I let him pre-screen in case we wanted to discuss it, yes. UFC on the line, and it is, let me tell you, it's quite good. In fact, it's the... Uh, it's it's got the highest percentage of uh, people on the show that I could tolerate from ever before. <laughs> John Anik, Jeff Fox, you like Nick? I I like Nick Ligas quite a bit. Yeah, like because Nick, he, Nick Ligas, he agreed with be, my pick, so there you go. And I I would also say Nick Ligas has usually got like insight that actually pertains to fighting and not where the <laughs> yeah. money has already come in. Yeah, yeah, Yanni. Um, yeah, anyhow, ever watch it and see if his. I guess his argument against me kind of made sense, strength of schedule, but yeah, it was kind of like interesting. And you don't get to re- it, no rebuttals on that show. So this we'll, is my we'll, show now. We'll, we'll <laughs> rebut the fuck out of it on Wednesday. We will. You just wait. <laughs> All right, maybe we can make Yanni vanish. No, we don't want him to vanish. We want, but we if you want to vanish yourself vanish. online, IP vanish. That that was my poor transition into IP vanish. It made me seem like I I have hate for Yanni, which I did not. So. This is all about IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure in the internet. IP vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on, on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. 
your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a money day back, 30 day, excuse me, 30 day money back guarantee. That's just like 89 months for free. Now, free is italicized. How am I supposed to pronounce that? Like, kind of like surprise, like free. Is that how I'm supposed to say it? Do you know? I, I, free. English major? Free. Okay, that's good. <laughs> As I take a sip here. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 out of, on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. Once again, IP Vanish. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash S-G-P. That was like a throwback. Remember when I used to make you make noises and say things on the podcast, Dan? I used to make <laughs> used you do to... beeps and stuff like that. Yeah, beeps or... <laughs> well, I think I think it was because once I, I did it on my own, right? I did a siren. Right, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I said whoop, whoop, whoop or something <laughs> like, some shit like that. Yes. Um. All right. Whoop, whoop, whoop. As we move on. With this whoop whoop podcast prelim time, this fight I don't care. I watched it actually. I, it was a good fight. Um, I care. Um, get, get this. <laughs> you, I actually get, and not just because I'm the one who got it right and you got it wrong, but I I care about this one, and I'll tell you why after you recap it. Yes. All right. This one I ended up picking the, the correct winner on my um, DFS lineup that I, I put on uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So I, I did end up winning after all, but. Um, I was on the fence on this. I went with Felice Herrick. I was incorrect. I forgot they had even fought before. Um, I may have gone with Carolina. Kowakovic. Kowakovic. Kovalkovic. That's how you say it. Koval you got Kovic. there. Look yeah. at you getting there. It's been so long since she's fought. Uh, anyhow, I um, I forgot she had beaten Felice Herrick once. Now she's beaten her twice. You, do you realize this was her first finish ever in the UFC? And she's been in the UFC for a buttload of fights. But submission, rear naked choke. 401 to the second round. This was a scrappy good fight for both women. Fleece Herrick, quote unquote, retired after the fight, even though she was saying before that if she lost, she, she may retire. Um, so maybe this is a real retirement, not an MMA retirement. Um, I'll take her out of my rankings just in case it's for real. But anyhow, I don't know if we can really read much from this that Carolina finally won because she fought someone who had not won even longer and is now retired. But nonetheless, it was a fun fight to watch. So, I, first of all, two things. I think the retirement's real. She's 37 yeah. years old, and she, like, True. hinted at uh, in her, her post-fight speech, which, by the way, shout, shout out to the UFC for letting her speak. Uh, I'm not, like, a huge Felice Herrig fan. I kind of hated her on The Ultimate Fighter. I oh. thought she was – she did that, like – she had that, like, mean girl vibe about her along with Carla Esparza. I don't know if you remember that, yeah. but, like, it, it was not – and of course, you know, you didn't watch that. Were um, you expecting Macy Barber to run in and grab the mic when she was about to give her retirement speech? Yeah, uh, yes. Yes, that's exactly what I was expecting. But, I'm going to let you finish and she'll, she'll give her, I'm going to let you finish. No. Um, okay. Anyhow. But like, that's a, is that a Kanye reference? That, that is the, a Kanye, my, yes. My my 40-year-old Canadian co-host. <laughs> yes, I, I, prefer, I prefer when uh, Old Dirty Bastard went on stage and and did the Wu-Tang for the children's speech and interrupted okay. someone. Did you, did you see that one? I Ever? think I was probably yeah. two when that happened. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Anyhow, this is not an ODB <laughs> podcast. Dan is going to tell you why that, he's happy that Carolina won. And... That's old dirty huh? bastard, right? Is that yes, what it is? It is. <laughs> yes. Anyhow, Dan got plus 104 for this one. So let's let him uh, brag on this. 
So, so yeah, like I, I think Harry actually retired because she alluded to like you know wanting having other ideas of what she wants to do with her life and stuff like that afterwards. So like it seemed like she has some stuff lined up. I'll say this though, Kovalkiewicz looked really good. Yes. Like it, she yes. didn't just look good for somebody fighting somebody shitty. She looked crisp. She was like moving really well in and out. She wasn't getting hit. Like she was hitting and not getting hit, which is great. She was using her grappling to go along with this. Like, she just had everything put together. She looked like the Karolina Kovalkiewicz from five, six years ago. So, like, with all that being said, like, I know we were talking before about, like, I hope both of these two retire after this fight. Kovalkiewicz talking about training at ATT. Like, hey, maybe she just turned a corner. Like, maybe we are back to a position where, like, Kovalkiewicz is maybe actually a person in this division we have to pay attention to. I don't know if we're going to get to that that um, that point yet. Even though I, I do like her, um, yeah, she was talking about retiring like a couple. Like she was expecting me to be retired by now and have a baby at this point. So uh, I don't know if like she was she was gone for a while. I don't know if that has bumped it ahead a bit, but or if she realized like who wants to have kids? Come on, um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Having children is the greatest. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure if I'm ready to anoint her 36-year-old um, fighter coming off of five-fight losing streak. I don't know if I'm going to anoint her the the second coming, but hey, she did look good. And I think a lot of her issues seemed to be mental, like she wasn't in the fights mentally, but she definitely was in it last night. Definitely was engaged. Yeah, in in like I said, um, you know, I, we obviously need to see it against somebody better than Felice Herrig, but hey. You know, she probably earned herself a right to fight like a top fifteen woman with that, right? Like, yeah, not a know, big, like, uh, not a stack weight class. So, yeah, Je- Jessica Penny's in the rankings there. Like, and, and <laughs> I, I think Jessica Penny's got a fight already lined up. But like, I don't know. I'd, I'd maybe pick Kovalkiewicz over Jessica Penny at this point. Yeah, why not? For sure. Yeah, like I said, not the not, not the deepest of of weight class. So, yeah. Good for her. Um, nice. Seems like a, a nice lady. And she tried to shake Herrig's hand. Herrig was pretending that she was uh, mean or bad or something for some reason and wouldn't shake her hand. But anyhow, take that poor loser. Or actually, that was before she lost. Um, Joe Selecki is not a poor loser. He's a winner. Even despite going on Dan's podcast, maybe because he went on Dan's other podcast. Hey, Ode did too, by the Ode way. Ode did too. Maybe. Would... Yeah, that's right. I, I really should make. We really should do a win-loss record uh, after what happens to these fighters immediately after they go on the Top Turtle MMA podcast. Do their insides explode and they have internal bleeding? Do they get into horrible car accidents or do they actually win in the cage? So that could be those things actually did happen. I'm not making making things. Yeah, up. that's it's, it's all those terrible. all those everything. <laughs> Brian, everything I just Brian said there was true. And Frank Camacho. <laughs> exactly, everything I said there was true. Uh, anyhow, Joe Selecki won minus one seventy. Um, did I see this fight? <laughs> Do I remember? No, I did not see this one. He beat Alex Da Silva. Majority decision, 28-28, 28-27, 29-27. We had, first time I remember ever seeing it, we had a 10-7 round in this fight. Yeah, so really weird one for those uh, who didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, Joe Selecki came out in the second round, took down Alex Da Silva, got his back, and was looking to choke him for pretty much the entire round. Uh, in Da Silva kept grabbing the insides of Selecki's gloves so he couldn't get away. After multiple warnings, the ref took a point without stopping the fight, which I really loved because it allowed Selecki to keep working. Yeah. Um, and then uh, seemingly, 
on a lot of people's scorecards. Uh, De Silva won rounds one and three. In uh, that would have given you 28-28, which one judge had. However, one judge gave him a 10-8 round and then subtracted the point, uh, which gives him a 10-7 round and actually has him only winning one round in winning the fight, which yeah, is pretty rare. It's pretty rare. Um, another judge gave him round three, which I think was a coin flip round for me. I, I like went back and watched it, and I was like, I definitely see how you could give uh, Selecki the third round. So, like, at the end of the day, De Silva was, like, pissed off when they read the decision. But, like, you lost the second round, clearly. Like, the second round was lost. And you got a point taken away. There's literally no way you can win this fight other than having a 10-8 round of your own, which you clearly didn't. So, like, when they read the scorecards and it wasn't a draw, like, the, the draw was the best he could hope for. Yeah. So, actually, it's, it says on Wikipedia that he lost a point for locking his toes in the fence. Is that incorrect? You said it was a, a, it's, a glove it's thing? Possible, I it's possible. I heard it was that, a fence thing. It's possible that, too, but I, I thought it was gloves. Uh, I so mean, he, like... He was doing a lot of dirty things, was he? Yeah, I, I think it was gloves, but I will get back okay. to you uh, in a second. All right. Anyhow, um, regardless, we won. We won. And people who followed us won. We also won the next one. Damon Jackson continues his second kick of the can surge in the UFC. Uh, won again. He was minus 500. Who would have thought that Damon Jackson would be minus 500 at some point in 2022 in the UFC? But nonetheless, he was. We hit this one. He beat newcomer Daniel Argueta. Argueta. I, what, I can't remember if you yelled at me. if because Get the Get it, because I wasn't doing the hard G. That's what I was getting in trouble for, wasn't I? I knew you were yelling at me about something for that one. 30-27, 30-27, 29-28. So I got yelled at, but uh, I don't remember why. Um, I don't know. I didn't see this fight. Do you have anything our, to say our, on it or not? Our, our game, but he's up a weight class against a guy who grapples well. Um, excited to see him at Bantamweight. Um, also, the intern looked it up, and it was, according to the official scorecards of the UFC, it was apparently due to fence grabbing, which uh, yes. I, I thought he had grabbed gloves, too. Maybe he was doing both. So uh, Dirty, yeah. dirty, dirty boy. All right. Um, Damon Jackson hit it. Benoit Saint-Denis. Is he one of our favorites on this podcast? I think he, I, I think he is going to be one of our favorites. You, I like him. I picked him to beat Eliza Zaleski. Yes, I remember. In that fight where he took an absolute beat down. Um, yeah. Uh, granted, up a weight class on short notice against the Leslie Zaleski Dos Santos, but like, my God, did he look good in this fight? Like, this, this is was the all guy... about the wrestling for him, and he, uh, yeah, he he ground this one out. But uh, he he did find time to get himself cut, of course. <laughs> I think this may be this guy's mo. We may yeah. be seeing him get get at least a cut every fight. Um, I'm skipping, uh, skipping the, the result here. Nicholas Stoltz, uh, he submitted him, Rune Kachok, 132 in the second round after wearing on him on the ground for basically the whole fight. Yeah, he, he, this is the good grappling I was talking about having right. seen in, in Brave when we broke down his first fight. Like this, this is the Benoit Saint Denis that I had, you know, hyped up as being like, you know, this dude is fucking good and he is really good. Um, you know, it, it's nice to see him fight a guy a little bit you know, lower ranked than Eliza Zaleski Dos Santos is, yeah. who's been, you know, flirting with the top 10 of welterweight at one point in time and in his actual division. Uh, but yeah, like, Denis looks like he could be a problem for people with the grappling. Um, you know, obviously that's the most stacked division in the whole UFC. So how much of a problem remains to be seen? But yeah, looked really good in there. 
You're not gonna you're not gonna finish them. That's for sure. Um, hell no. Hell no. Hell's no. All right. We whiffed to the next one. Maybe you can tell me. Oh yeah, I saw this one actually. Tony Gravely. He didn't. Uh, the fight didn't last long enough for him to gas out, as we predicted. He knocked out um, Johnny Munoz Jr. one hundred eight into the first round, which I guess Tony Gravely has that ability. If the fight doesn't last too long, he doesn't get worn out. Yeah, I, I just think that's it right there. Right, yep. it, it, we we expected it to last long enough that the wrestling could sort of pile up and wear him out, and instead he he clipped him. Um, so you know, good good KO by Gravely. Um, I'm not sure it it assuages any of the the concerns we have about uh his gas tank and his abilities. Yep, very true. But we don't like him because he just made us lose money. Um, <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Jeff Molina thought he lost, but I'll have to actually beat. Zalga Zumagulov, split decision, 28-29, 29-28, 30-27. Another fight, this is the one I didn't see, which was controversial. Uh, minus 180 was Molina hit. We won this one. You want to break it down quickly for others who didn't see the fight and whether you think the scoring was correct? Yeah, I mean, like, Molina won the third round, for sure. Um, okay, and, that's one round. Yeah, and, like, I had him coin flip in the, the first. Like, like I... Okay. I I think when I watched it in real time, I, I think I gave it a Zumagulov, but like the first was close. The third was definitely his. The second, uh, you know, everybody except for one really terrible judge who somehow gave every round to Molina gave uh, the second to Zumagulov. Like Zumagulov won the second, which is why, by the way, if, you, if you've seen the like running joke about like Molina walking away when he hears 30-27, he he walks away because Shumagulov won the second. And he, when he heard 30-27, he was like, oh, fuck, because I didn't win round two. There's no way I won 30-27. But, like, also in that same token, like, Molina won round three. So, you know, like, you can't – nobody should have won that fight 30-27. That's an insane scorecard. So, um, yeah, like, I think if I was scoring it, I probably went Shumagulov one and two and Molina in, in three. But, like, also I, I don't think it was his – bad as some people are making it out to be speaking of one and two do you know what's interesting about zalgas Zumagulov, dan what's that he's a polygamist oh one, two. yeah he has two he's wives two wives. Yeah, two wives and yeah. six kids in case Jesus. people wondered so he could use that that full paycheck six kids and two wives and maybe he's got mutt working who knows but he lost the fight um yeah so al hafe didn't look as good as we hoped i take it um, I think he looked good. Um, you know, like little little holes here and there, but like you know, he he is a very young flyweight prospect. You know, like in a division yeah. that that like you know is is like you said on the up and up. He's twenty four years old, and now uh, with that win, three and zero in the UFC, four and zero if you count the Ultimate uh, or the Contender Series, like. Yeah, like he's got a bright future. Needs to iron some things out. Um. Ode Osborne called him out after that fight. Oh, and uh, Jeff Molina said on Twitter that he was down for it. Shit, that would be such a good fight. Yep. And Jeff Molina, uh, a good ally to the LGBT community. Did I get all the letters right? LGBT. Anyway. I think you just forgot Q. But that's Q, okay. right. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. He um, was repping and bragging about uh, um, Pride Month in, in UFC, allowing him to wear pride um gear and i guess he got some ugly tweets from people because people are assholes so anyhow um he, he's a good man that l hefe people on twitter are not nice sometimes <laughs> imagine that eh and people, yeah, <laughs> imagine that um all right he was nice to us because we we hit that fight um 
we hit the next one too. Renate Fokhradinov, minus 290. He basically, he looks like me if I shaved my head, right? Yeah, you know, he's got a he's got a Jeff Fox esque beard. A, a, he's got a Jesus Jeff beard, if you will. G- oh yeah, that's why I have a beard. Yes, Jesus Jeff, very true. Uh, he beat Andreas Michalaitis, who Dan and I are. He's he's another guy we are firing, correct? Yeah, him and in, in the other yeah. the other one was probably Nicholas Stoltz. Uh, oh yes, yes. Like Stoltz, Stoltz is probably getting the the big ugly axe. So Fakhradinov looks like me if I was totally bald and I could wrestle. 30-26, 30-26, 30-27, ground out a win. Yeah, not much to say here. I said Fakhradinov uh, could, prob- could, could probably strike with him. And he did periodically. Um, but likely should just wrestle him and, and win this easy. He did that. Um, I'm not sure what I think about Fakhradinov, though. I, I think I actually thought mouth. he... I actually thought he was better going into this fight than I did afterwards. So um, I, I guess we'll see. Do you think when, if Michaelitis is told by his manager, whoever that you got, um, you got fired, he's going to say, ah, oh, fuck Radenov. You think? <laughs> I, I, I think probably not. Because <laughs> he speaks a different language. Is that why? Or is not I, a good joke? I think he speaks English too. Yeah. Hey, guess who laughs at my jokes, Dan? Who I'm going to replace you with, John Anik. John Anik. Okay? That's, that's who enjoys my my humor. All right. So if, if you got a problem with my jokes, I can get Mr. Professional in here, just like take that. Taking up with uh, John Anik. <laughs> he, he, he can say things like, um, <laughs> um, well, I can't remember his freaking ad reads. Um, P three. <laughs> yeah, P three or the um, usually the it's P- liquor or. Fortune favors the bull. That's what I was trying to say. Fortune yeah, yeah. Like, Modell, right Fortune favors the bull. <laughs> Kicked off right for us. This is the fight I didn't see. I saw the finish. Maybe you can tell me about the rest. Uh, our girl, Aaron Blanchfield, uh, favorite, another favorite of this podcast, beat JJ Aldrich. Uh, submission, guillotine choke. I saw, I saw the finish. It was a, a. High elbow? Is that what it's called? What's it that, called? That's it. Look at you. High with elbow, your, guilty choke. Knowledge, with, my man. with no belts. Um, 238 into the second round. Was she in trouble earlier in this fight? Our minus 600 girl? I wouldn't say trouble. Uh, I would okay. say she definitely lost the first round, though. Um, yeah. And was... I mean, I guess if, if you want to say in trouble, she was in trouble in that she could not find her way to J.J. Aldrich's legs. J.J. Aldrich, um, who, who I continue to say, one of the more underrated flyweights in the UFC. Definitely. Like she, you know, she won three in a row coming into this and was, you know, plus four fifty underdog in the UFC. Yeah, and, and like so, she was managing the space really well. Um, you know, like she she kept distance really well against Blanchfield. She was making sure Blanchfield couldn't get to her legs. She clearly won the first round. Then the second round came out. Blanchfield, you know, like got her off balance on a trip. Um, despite the fact that that Aldrich was getting better. Um, the better of the striking two. And rather than letting Blanchfield get on top of her or taking her time to get up, she rushed to get up. And when she did, her neck came forward. And that's all it takes with Aaron Blanchfield because yep. um, she's so good at jujitsu, which is, by the way, why we mentioned uh, both here and uh, in the Hungry Man Jong parlay at the end of the yes. day, which... Which again hit one of the two legs, not both of them. Um, that I liked Aaron Blanchfield inside the distance. She hadn't gotten a finish in the UFC yet. She does here. Yep. By the way, speaking of parlays, I've 
I'm not into parlays as people who will watch the, uh, that program I keep, keep uh, talking about what will hear me say, but um, you, you put a good spin on it. All you have to do is win one and it covers you for the whole year. Right. If you hit one of these big one, like 1200. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like ones, I, I'm pretty sure I got to hit. I'm pretty sure I'm all, almost at even with the hungry man drunk. Cause I hit that. What was it? 14 to one earlier. <laughs> yeah. 13 to one. I think it might've been, I think, I think it was, you're, uh, it was such an easy one. It was a freaking easy one too. Right. Wasn't it? It was like, it was a Fock Radinov easy one. I think it was, I think it was like Paul Craig by submission or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yep. So, um, so it sounds like this actually was a, a good test. And like I was saying, this was a logical, you know, reasonable step up for, for Blanchfield. And it sounds like, um, you know, she got, got herself tested, right? Yeah. And I, I would say, you know, I, I mentioned on the show that I would have liked to seen her getting a bigger step up and maybe this was, you know, perfect proof that the UFC knew what they were doing with her yeah. um, and, and knew she needed somebody like JJ Aldrich, but yeah. like, I, I'm ready for her to fight, you know, uh, Cynthia Calvillo or, you know, like Tracy Cortez type she now. called someone um, out though, Dan, did you hear her? Oh, I actually may have oh. missed that. She wants the winner of Jessica I, Macy Barber. Woo-hoo-hoo. I we love that. Barber also, to win she... now, right? No, I never. Uh, <laughs> against, against Jessica I. Yeah, there you go. That's a see. You That's know, do you know Jessica I is, this is, a, this is a, a fun piece of content as we wrap up this episode. <laughs> do you know Jessica I is the only fighter I've ever noticed has blocked me on on Twitter. Really? She she's Why? since she's since unblocked me, but at one point in time she was uh having a Twitter spat with Lauren Murphy. Uh yeah. in, oh you don't do that around Dan. Yeah no you know That's I'm a big girl. Lauren I'm a big Lauren Murphy apologist or whatever. And uh Lauren Murphy called her out for having like terrible grammar, which I thought was funny. That's like, <laughs> that like funny. an English student because first of all it's on Twitter they're fighters. And what then did you say of, you were? You almost outed yourself there. People listen. Oh yeah, they they. Uh, I mean, I'm sure people know by now. Um, but I I, I have some degrees in English. Uh, I'm a writer. In <laughs> uh, uh, I was like, it's that's funny. Like somebody made a grammar joke on uh, to it. Like she made fun of her terrible grammar. And Jessica, I just tried to cover with it by being like. I, it wasn't bad grammar. You know, there's a character limit. So I just copy and pasted what she wrote and checked the character limit. And she had like 85 more characters or something <laughs> like that. And I just posted, I was like, you still had 70 you know, more characters or whatever. And uh, instant blocked. I was blocked by Jessica I for like a solid, like four years or something like that. Cause the, the wow. stat was so long ago, but I just recently noticed like, and by, by recently, I mean like three months ago, notice Jessica I no longer asked me blocked on Twitter. <laughs> well, um, isn't that Cleveland grammar that she was using, Dan? To be yeah, fair? it's it's yeah, like it's it's Steve Miocic grammar. <laughs> <laughs> that, no that one can tell that guy says it anyway. Th- those post fight speeches, have you ever seen the ones where they put the funny captions underneath his? I have, I have, I haven't seen for him, but I've seen them, yes. Oh my god, because like the, it. it you can convince yourself he's saying like, <laughs> you know, like fire truck hose. And you're like, why would he be? Yeah. Why would he be saying that in a post fight speech? But it definitely sounds like it. Has he been on Top Turtle before? Stipe? Yeah. Oh, sadly, no. No, I would no, love. Okay. I would love Stipe, but no. We'd love to hear him mutter and anyhow. 
<laughs> we, we did good last night, Dan. That, that concludes the the evening of fights. Eleven and three. I was up two hundred and thirty five dollars and fifty one cents. Dan was up four hundred and fifty dollars and sixty. We're getting cents. close to even. Uh, I don't really <laughs> say that. Dan's less. You're you're less than a thousand away from even now. Nine hundred fifty two bucks in the hole. I need, I need two more of those nights. Yes, but listen to this. You're up to sixty percent on the year now for nice. for hidden hidden crack picks. That's way higher than last year. I think you're what like fifty five last year or something. I think it was 54. actually I can, I can check if I go over my spread. Fifty five. I was correct for fifty five. I was at sixty and I was happy about it. But now Dan's at sixty, so he's still da- down some money. Myself, I'm up to sixty seven percent, so I'm up to two thirds now, which is great. Over a thousand bucks from profit. I'm gonna do it, Dan. I'm gonna ride it. I'm gonna ride the year out. What do you think? It's two crazy. losing weeks and I'm I'm in, I'm I'm back in the red. But hey. we we literally joked for a year and a half that this is not a, a profitable endeavor, uh, and you are just then taking a year to quickly prove that it can be if you want it to be. Hey, if if you're a chalks like Jeff Chalks is, then you're gonna make your chalky picks and uh, and win, 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 win. All right, recommended plays. Dan still doesn't get how this works. Uh, recommended plays. This used to be the thing he would brag about, but. Apparently that was just luck because he he doesn't seem to understand. Uh, he, he's got like plus two ninety in here, I was, plus one seventy five in here. Even, I was even money, right? No, you weren't. You're down four dollars, Dan. <laughs> oh, what can you get with what can you get for four bucks? I don't know. Coffee? I don't drink coffee. How much is a coffee, Dan? Depends on what at you Tim get. Hortons. I, I've been doing <laughs> Tim Hortons once in my life when I went to a yeah. Blue Jays game. <laughs> was it was it? Was it as good as as everyone acts like it is up here? I mean, it's not, it, it's like Duncan. It's we oh. we pretend we pretend we like it because it's where we're from. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Anyhow, Dan whiffed on Dan Ige. He hit Selecki. He hit Saint Denis, and then he wanted Mozharov versus via KO. He didn't even win the damn fight. So Dan was two and two, lost four bucks. I went four and zero. Oh. Um, Thank you very much. Oh, I put myself down as 4-1. I'm even better. I went 4-0 because I'm Mr. Conservative. I'm Chalks. I'm Jeff Chalks. And hey, I would rather win money than lose money. Um, so kill me. Um, actually, don't. Uh, what, did I, what did I hit? That's my spreadsheet locked up. Ode Osborne, Joseph Lucky, Aaron Blanchfield, El Hefe, Jeff Molina. I almost lost that one, but I didn't. I won 40 bucks, 40-65. So on the year, I am 39-25. and 25 which brings me to 61% up not, almost 93 bucks. Dan is 48%, but he's up 46 bucks. Cause like I said, you, you're taking big swings, even his recommended plays. The man can't resist. He's such a degenerate gambler. He's got to take big swings. Yeah. And we're both profitable. That's all that matters. We're, there you go. There you go. And he also has to make uh, um, a positive spin on things. So and all plus right, I'm Gumby gotta, God. and he's Gumby God. Um, I'm his son, Jeff, Jesus, Jeff. All of our religious listeners are definitely um, either they're praying for us, they're praying for us, and/or they they have stopped listening by this. Or praying to us. Oh, (laughs) now it's even worse. My God, the American on the show is actually being. uh, You're supposed to be into all that stuff. I like I like how you responded to that with my God because my God, my God, Dan, my Gumby. (laughs) We'll just use Gumby for now on. UFC 275 is coming up. That would be this coming weekend. They're coming. They're going right into the biggest promotion in the world's. Home turf, Dan. They're, they're brave here. They're going right into one territory, uh, <laughs> just like when WCW and WWF were feuding. Sometimes they would go into each other's home turfs, but they're going to the Singapore Indoor Stadium in Kalang, Singapore. Ever been there, Dan? Talks I have. Fight? No, I've never been to Singapore. No. Nope. All right, just checking. Uh, that's this weekend. It's starting at like six thirty or something their time. 
because uh, it's normal time here. Normal time for us East Coasters. <laughs> um, anyhow, we got Glover versus Yuri for the light heavyweight belt. We got Valentina versus Atala, Talia, Talia Santos for the women's flyweight belt. We got Zhang Weili versus Joanna rematch. We got Manel Cape on it. We got Jack Della Madalena on it. Um, we, we got some fun, fun fights here. Um, so we'll be breaking this down come Wednesday and Dan's hopefully not writing checks that his ass can't catch, uh, can't cash because he says we're all possibly break down the road to the UFC Singapore fights, which are also happening. Basically it's like a contender series type of thing, I guess. Right. Trying except to get it. It's a tournament though. Right. So it's not a exactly contestant that. tournament and it is, um, China, India, Indonesia, Japan, Korea, the Philippines, and Thailand is basically where they're getting the fighters from. Um, like they're doing it the June 9th and 10th. So this is the Thursday and the Friday leading up to the fight. So we'll see if we get, even if we do get lines for this, I, maybe I shouldn't ask this because he's got me God, he sees all, but do you really know who, who these fighters are? Can you really break down these fights? Yeah, th- there's a couple I really love too. Um, wow, you know, man. you, you mentioned a, you mentioned a whole bunch of uh, Asian countries, but they're they're not just Asian countries. George Tokos is fighting. Yeah, I see his name uh, here. Yeah, yeah, he's a light Greek? heavyweight out of. Um, well, no, the name looks Greek, but he's yeah. uh, from England uh, technically. Okay. So uh, he he's a fun light heavyweight who I've had my eye on for some time as is um in the the Thursday edition um there's yeah. a guy named Sean Etchell who yeah. is a bantamweight from uh, I'm gonna mess it up is it Australia or New Zealand uh he's he, one of those two Australasia a, area yeah yeah he's he's from one of those two places um and he's a, again a lot of fun to watch he's actually not even going to be fighting at bantamweight he's going to be going down to flyweight um, which I, I know it, I think he's made before in the past, but like is kind of a interesting move on this one. Cause I kind of think he's better. There's also a Swedish, uh, woman fighting in the, uh, is that this week? Yes. It's this week. Um, on the third one, uh, there's a Swedish woman who's fighting, um, who I'm excited to watch too. Her last name, her, her last name is Nutsin, um, which is, nice. uh, not, not funny at all jo- but josephine nutson uh <laughs> no not i couldn't i'm not laughing at all uh but uh she's like a she, she's got like a kickboxing background has fought some pretty damn good kickboxers in the past too um as well as like a there's this a rainy guy who i'm excited for on that card as well um so yeah no i i know a lot of these guys on uh road to the the ufc hopefully lines get posted on wednesday uh in Man, if it does, we are going to have a fucking massive episode. Maybe we can talk to bosses into being like, hey, is there, can we do a bonus episode this yeah, week? For maybe, sure. maybe we'll bonus it up. You want to make picks for every one of these 32 fights or whatever? Well, it's so, is there, you got to going to have to remind me because now I don't remember uh, exactly when all of them air. Are they all this week? <laughs> uh, 9th and 10th. There is one, two, three, four, five, ten fights on the tenth, on the ninth, and ten fights on the tenth. So twenty fights total looks like. Jesus, that's a that's a lot. Yeah, I, twenty. Well, we're definitely we'll gonna we may we're definitely gonna that. need a bonus podcast. <laughs> we're gonna need a bigger boat or whatever that quote is. People like to say. Um, I just thought I'd mention Dan. Pretty much mentioned every non-Asian fighter on the card 
and well, you just he's well, talking about every night. <laughs> well, that's because you said you you said there's all these Asian people, and like yes, there there are a whole bunch of fun Asian fighters on here. Too. How about Mario's? How about Mario's enemy, Willie G? Buren well, is on this. Luigi, oh yeah, Luigi Burian's coming back. He's trying to get his way back into the UFC, apparently. No, if if you want a fighter who's kind of exciting, Kazuki Sasso, um, the Japanese featherweight, is pretty fun. He's like super experienced to be on a show like this. Um, He's fought like Ryoji Kudo. He was on Shudo a whole bunch of times. As a matter of fact, I think his whole career might have been in Shudo. Um, But he's like fought a whole bunch of dudes who if if you've watched shudo in japanese mma like you've probably heard of before yeah right like <laughs> watch more shudo shudo's a lot of fun and now and now isn't it on fight pass too I think it's it very well could be just as is jeff fox he's on fight pass as well that's so, right that's if right. you don't have fight pass make sure you have fight pass um because monday is dropping and i'm not gonna be able to go out in public anymore but that's okay um <laughs> This is it's way past Dan's bedtime. We're still talking for crying out loud. Um, we probably should put this one to bed. Literally put it to bed. Um, good episode. Good episode. Uh, hopefully everyone tailed our picks and, and had a profitable weekend as as we did. Um, so like we will be back on Wednesday. We just gave you a it, we just tickled you with a feather. What what possibly could be happening on Wednesday? We'll see if we get the odds and if we do multiple pods who knows who knows the sky's the limit here um because we're the number nine wrestling podcast in mexico so who are they to say no to us for anything we demand right that's right <laughs> <laughs> all right um so make sure you watch ufc on the line uh make sure you listen actually you have to listen to dan's podcast because it won't be out yet by wednesday make sure you follow sgpn mma on twitter jeff fox writer on twitter gumby Vreeland on twitter read our stuff um we're doing Dan and I are doing a lot of baseball coverage at this point on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. But obviously the whole, the site has got everything on there, even disc golf. Um, so make sure you get on there. Um, hmm. Is that it? Subscribe to our feed. If you, if you aren't already MMA gambling podcast feed, so you get us in your ears right away. Plus we, I prefer to see our listenership go up on there rather than the one that goes up on the other, on the other feed. But anyhow, as long as you listen to us, that's fine. So. Um, I think that's it. Anything else you, you need to promote, Dan? No, I think you got it all. You want to take us home or you want me to take us home? Sure, I can take you home. I'm David right, Gubby-Vreeland. Go. He is the Jamaican sensation, Jeff Fox. I am. We will catch you on Wednesday.